Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. We took a trip, now we on your block, and it's like a ghost town. Baby, where did these be at when they said they're going out? Back on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN, and joining me now via the phone line will be DeMichael Cole. He is the... uh, Grizzlies beat reporter for the commercial appeal. He is on X at DeMichael C. It's been a while. It's been a while since we had him on the show, but he joins now. DeMichael, what's the word, man? How are you? What's going on, Gabe? How we doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Now, the Grizzlies on the floor not doing so well. Um, too many injuries. Too many injuries. We're at six straight losses at this point. Is that? <laughs> I, I, I've been following along, but um, I think a lot of people in the city are sort of uh, – trying to they wish they could fast forward right i think that's where we're at yeah man um it's no one expected this you know it's it's just um i mean it's mind-boggling look i i go on my instagram and like my facebook and i check like you know these one year ago posts right and a lot of my stories tend to pop up and it's just like when the stories pop up it's so wild that it's like you know one year ago uh the grizzlies were fighting the Nuggets for first place. And, you know, Xavier Tillman was holding down the spot at center uh, while while Steven Adams was out, but Steven Adams was expected to be back. I mean, it's just it's just drastically, you know, kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now let's, I, uh, let's talk about Xavier Tillman since you brought it up. He, he gets traded to the Celtics. One, I, I want to say... He gave he gave the Grizzlies some great service as a second round pick, man. Like that that's that's first and foremost. I thought he was great for the city, great for this market in general, and and for the most part, great on the on the court. Like he he was asked to do some things with Stephen Adams for the uh, with Stephen Adams out for the past, uh, you know, most part for for the last two years, um, and he and he filled in really well. But he is now in a Celtics uniform. How do you like that for the Celtics? I, I think you know you you have a guy with. Uh, Playoff experience, uh, a, a big who can switch. Feels like he'll get at least a little bit of run with that team in particular. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what it is. You know, the Celtics they got a lot of scores. Like they, I mean, they stockpile with a bunch of scoring options. Uh, you know, that whole starting five can pretty much score. But getting Xavier Tillman gives them the option 
of having another switchable big. You know, we've seen him be able to guard one through five. Uh, he gives them another option in that regard. And then when you factor in the fact that, you know, with Horford, you know, they rest him a lot on back-to-back, things like that. Now you got another guy who, in Tillman, uh, who, who, who will bowl well in that role. You know, when Horford's resting or if uh, Porzingis, you know, uh, is, I mean, he's been in and off the injury report. Uh, you got another big who started a lot of games, and he, he rates as one of the best defenders at his position. Mm-hmm. Now the, the Grizzlies in return – they get a 2027 20, second via Atlanta and a 2030 uh, second via Dallas. So uh, the Grizzlies have turned Stephen Adams and uh, Xavier Tillman into five second round picks. How do you feel about that return? About that value going into this offseason, where likely they'll use those as ammo. Maybe they'll use some of those picks, but they will use it as ammo in another move. Yeah, uh, the the picks could be rerouted, and, and we'll see how that plays out. But uh, the expiring contracts are interesting too. The fact that they took in, you know, for example, Lamar Stevens from Boston, Victor Oladipo uh, in the Stephen Adams trade. I, I don't expect neither of those players to be part of the, the long-term plans in Memphis by any stretch. So with that being said, uh, you could see more moves. Like there's there's more to come, uh, whether that's, you know, uh, the, at the trade deadline, whether that's, you know, potentially addressing Gigi Jackson's two-way contract, Jacob Gilliard's a two-way contract. Uh, I think this roster is by no means finalized. Yeah, now Lamar Stevens is going to take that 15th uh, roster spot at the given moment. Do you think that he's a guy that they'll likely uh, waive or Victor Oladipo potentially waive? I know Victor Oladipo has a bigger contract. You could use it in salary matching. But do you expect either of those guys to be waived um, here relatively soon? I think it depends on uh, what else the Grizzlies are able to do at the deadline. But if they if if there's a another trade to be made, then yeah, without a doubt. Uh, I mean, it, it won't cost them much to part ways with either of those guys since they're both on expiring contracts. So uh, I think that's definitely, you know, like a primary option. If if not now, uh, it, it's something they'll address again when you know Jacob Gilliard's played I think 34 games at this point. You know, there's a 50 game uh, maximum uh, to be active for two way players. Uh, I think you got the Gigi Jackson situation that will have to be addressed at some point. It doesn't have to be uh, addressed right now, but you have that as well. So, uh, And then there's the trade deadline. I, like I said, I don't think they're done necessarily at the deadline. But, uh, yeah, they those two players, in, uh, Stevens and Oladipo, uh, they could be late for sure. But neither of them should be expected to be kind of long-term fix for the group. Now, before we get to the deadline tomorrow, who else do you think could be on the chopping block here? Who else do you think they could turn into – you know, maybe some seconds, maybe some assets. Yeah, uh, well, the first guy that comes to mind is uh, John Conchar. You know, he, he is a popular uh, player for teams that are in contending roles right now. Uh, he, these teams are looking for, for needle movers, and, and a needle mover in the NBA is kind of like a, a low-usage, high-impact type player, someone you don't have to throw the ball to him. Uh, 10, 15 times to get him involved. And you just look up on the stats, he's like, wow, he's got five boards. He's making good defensive plays and things like that. And John Conchar is that type of guy. So, uh, I mean, there's been a lot of interest from, especially out in the Eastern Conference, uh, with teams interested in John Conchar. So that's one uh, that I, one guy that I expect uh, potentially to, to be moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, again, he has three years left on this deal, and, and we know, you know, with that climate, he, he he doesn't rush himself. So if, if right. he doesn't like 
what's offered, then he can sit on it. I mean, you know, they have John Contra for foreseeable future. Uh, same thing with Zaire Williams. He, he'll go into next season on an expiring contract. It could be an off-season thing. Like, he could be a trade candidate in the off-season, but he's another name uh, that comes to mind if the Grizzlies are targeting more roster flexibility. Now, they've already created pretty much two roster spots going into the off-season uh, with these trades, and Xavier Tillman was already one. So, you know, getting getting uh, getting off of that contract doesn't really change their you know, um, situation going into the offseason. But the Steven Adams trade uh, definitely opened up another roster spot. So if they want to get to potentially three open roster spots as we get into the, the summer, uh, which it, which makes sense for the situation that they're in, then I could I could expect one of those two guys in John Conchar or uh, Zaire Williams. But Luke Kennard, I mean, they, they got a bunch of guys, man. Luke Kennard right. is another one. I mean, everyone's been talking about it as of late, the $14.7 million team option. Uh, that is a kind of sizable figure for a guy, you know, in his role. Especially, it's it's sizable now. It's sizable because Desmond Bain is about to be on a max contract, and that's that's you know that's a big decision that Memphis is going to have to make. Now, forgive me for for being so blunt about this, but John Contra, I think there's people out there. There's there's other NBA teams that are be will be interested in his services, and, and we've seen like reports of people interested in his services. What about Tyre Williams? Uh, this was a year where we thought that maybe he could slide in as the wing. He got a lot of opportunities in that first twenty five because of uh, injuries, job being out, the whole thing, and he has not really delivered. Do you think there's other NBA teams that are interested in his type of his 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 at least his archetype, right? Because I, I don't know if the production has followed uh, after he was picked 10th a few years back. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, the production hasn't followed, and consistently at least. You know, you see these flashes, and you go, oh, man, Zaire might be, here he comes. And then, you know, I mean, we saw at the beginning of the season, right? Starting, starting lineup, he earned that spot in the preseason, and then he phased out of the rotation by midseason. So uh, I think... Again, this is where those second-round picks and things come into play because uh, potentially it's a situation where uh, the Grizzlies could, you know, take back another player or uh, an, from another team, or they could send out, you know, kind of additional assets in addition to Zaire Williams to get a team to take on that contract because the Grizzlies are fighting up against, you know, the first apron, they're in the luxury tax, all those type of things. So every dollar is starting to matter, and Zaire Williams is set to make over $6 million uh, next season, I could see a situation where you say, hey, uh, the Grizzlies attach a couple second-round picks. That's how you get a team to take on his contract, and you create another roster spot. Again, the the big thing that everybody should kind of get the terms that everyone should get familiar with at this trade line trade deadline with the Grizzlies is roster flexibility. Mm-hmm. Every move that they're making, that's what it's all about, and that's so important to remember because this is about to be a situation, quite frankly, We've never seen the Grizzlies franchise be in, in its history. Uh, Desmond Bain, max contract. John Morant, max contract. Jaron Jackson Jr. is not on the max, but guess what? After this offseason is done, the next big conversation is going to be that Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, potential extension in the next offseason, and that could be worth potentially close to or around $300 million. Mm-hmm. So um, the books are the books are starting to get tied up a little bit. So every little marginal move matters, and right now the Grizzlies have to hit right on these moves so they can kind of uh, propel themselves into a decent financial situation as they get into that upper tier. Now talking with DeMichael Cole at DeMichael C on X, he is the Memphis Grizzlies beat reporter for the commercial appeal. Now with Xavier Tillman gone, Stephen Adams out, 
they're going to have to find another big at some point, whether it be at the trade deadline here in a, in a few hours or uh, going into this offseason. What what type of targets? Like what 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 do you think they should aspire uh, to go get um, in regards to sort of replacing that production from those two guys? Well, when you talk about a uh, center, I, I think you know Jokic and Embiid are anomalies. Of course, of, you don't need right. a center. You don't you don't need a center in today's NBA to score 20 points. Uh, especially with the three you, guys you just got done mentioning, right? Especially on a team where three guys are very capable of averaging over 20 points per game in the blink of an eye. Uh, so you, you, you need a guy who is going to star in his role. And that's why, if I'm going to be honest with you, Gabe, I wasn't a huge fan of the Stephen Adams trade. Uh-huh. I mean, not that at all. I, I agreed with the idea to create roster flexibility and move one of those bigger contracts in order to get under that first apron, in order to, you know, uh, kind of create a better financial situation, completely agree with that. But Stephen Adams was not the one to mm-hmm. me to make to, to move, because guess what? Now not only do you have a weakness in terms of you don't have depth at center, you you need someone who's going to bring physicality. You need someone who's going to be rebounding because the Western Conference, you're going against. Uh, Zubak, who just had a what twenty rebound game against the Grizzlies, you got to go against Sabonis, who had a twenty rebound game against the Grizzlies. Jokic had a what a perfect triple double <laughs> right. quarter last time we saw him against the Grizzlies. Uh, you, you go, I mean, we've seen what Anthony Davis did uh, last season in the playoffs when the Grizzlies didn't have Stephen Adams in that series. So I think, you know, of course. It'll be easy to say, oh, they can just go out and try to get the next Derek Lively, right? right. Go get a, that first-round pick to kind of go get you a nice rookie that's going to come in and be a serviceable defender. But I think best-case scenario, uh, you, you use that situation to, to get you, you know, an even better center. And the thing about the center position is you don't have to pay, you know, $15, $20 million to, to address it. You know, you can use the mid-level exception. You can – uh, move some money around and, and go get you a center for what ten million ten million a season and I think you can get a great rebounder. You know I know Andre Drummond is a name that people kind of uh, have have come uh, familiar with as of late, but you can go get that type of player because the Grizzlies don't need someone who's going to score twenty five points. They need someone who's going to dominate the glass as we've seen we've come accustomed to under Taylor Jenkins. This team has been a top five top ten rebounding team every single season until this one. Yeah, the the one thing that I had, I was hesitant about. Like, listen, I, I think that getting three second round picks for ammunition and, and roster flexibility and, and salary flexibility, I think that's fine. Um, the one thing that I was hesitant about is, like, when we look at Steven Adams and what he provides for this team, I don't know if there is another guy in the NBA that provides what Steven Adams has provided for this team. I think he is the best at, at, at his particular role within the NBA. Did I want him to be better at, at defense and those drop coverages and switching on the perimeter? Sure, yeah, I'd want that. But I don't know if there's anybody out there that really that, that comes to mind that can do what Steven Adams does at the same level. I'm with you, and, and that's why I wasn't a huge fan of the trade. You know, mm-hmm. unless there's there's something medically on that, the See, that's the question, though, right? Like, it, it, does it feel, I mean, from, from your standpoint – it does it, the the yeah. injury concerns were probably up there on the on the on the Grizzlies' mind. He's going to be on the wrong side of thirty, and he's missed the better part of two years. Right, but from what I've gathered, it, it doesn't sound like that was the primary factor in why he was traded. So, mm-hmm. 
I, you know, I, I thought that initially as well, but it doesn't seem like this was a situation where the group would say, oh. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We just can't trust this niece, so we're going to ship him out. Um, There were other factors there, and and for that to be the case, it's kind of surprising to me because, like you said, I mean, he's been the best offensive rebounder pretty much last six seven eight seasons like consistently without a doubt so uh you're gonna miss some of that but you know what they're so good in those other areas you know when you have john rent this man jaron jackson jr now you put marcus smart into the equation they're so good in those areas that you don't need the best you just got to get someone who's really good you got to get someone who's really good though you you can't go into next season not being a top 10 rebounded team or going into those matchups against Rudy Gobert, Jokic, Zubac, and Sabontis and, and, and getting bullied. Yeah. Now, with these second-round picks that they've uh, that they've got, I think they have seven now that they could potentially yeah. use. How do you expect them to use them? I know there's some there's some different options out there. They could they could potentially use a few of them late in the second round for some depth pieces because they've actually hit on a few guys. I think the one that that really comes to mind is uh, Vince Williams Jr. and what he's become. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, but we've also seen them move up in the draft using those second round picks. Like, what what do you think the 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 plan of action is from the front office, or do you really do you really have a feel for that at this moment? Yeah, uh, I mean, those things will come into play, and, and I like to remind people that uh, the off season is when the Grizzlies kind of really make the fireworks happen, right? And and these assets they're gathering could be, you know, for potential off season moves as well, and and I think that's kind of. Uh, where where we'll see some of them being deployed too, but uh, as of right now, it, it makes perfect sense. Again, the, the Grizzlies have two players who you basically can count them as roster spots at this point because if they if they need to open up roster spots, they won't hesitate uh, to waive a Lamar Stevens or a Victor Oladipo. So uh, you have that decent uh, roster flexibility. You have those those additional assets that you mentioned with the second-round picks. If you want to move uh, Zaire Williams, for example, uh, you can say, hey, we'll move him and give you two second-round picks to get a team to kind of bite and, and take on that deal. Uh, so I think that's where the picks come in, in handy right now. Uh, it's more so with a situation with the Zaire, for example. But I, I think, you know, uh, the off season. 
And when we get to that point, right. that's that's where that big, that big haymaker can be thrown by the Grizzlies. Now, Vince Williams Jr. has cleared up a lot on the wing. How much do you think he's cleared up on the wing, though? Like, because. I think to this point, it's been okay. Go get that wing of the future, and you'll be over. You'll be put over the top alongside the starting lineup that they've had. Uh, that's why they tried to go get Marcus Smart this off season when they let go of Dylan Brooks, and Dylan Brooks signed with the Rockets. But do you think they're sort of set now? Um, I, obviously, I don't think they'll sit on their hands if they don't think they are. But with Vince Williams Jr.'s emergence, how how much of a need do you think that wing position is at this point? Doesn't feel like it's it's at the top of the uh, priority list considering his contract at this particular moment seems like a complete steal. Yeah, it's 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 not a uh I guess a dire need at this point. I still think you need to add some depth there because uh like we got to think in the mind this team wants to be a championship contender, right? right if you think in the mind championship contender, uh you need one more piece because uh w- what this season and last season to a certain degree have shown us is uh certain players will go down, and you you need to be prepared uh, for when that happens. And and when the Grizzlies won 56 games a couple of years ago, that was the case. You know, John Morant uh, without a stretch, without, you know, um, Jaron without a stretch, and, and all of that. But the difference now is I think if Vince goes down, uh, you, you have, you know, Marcus Smart there and whatnot, but I think you need one more. You need another service. And it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be, a, you know, a starter. I mean, just – you know, uh, spitballing off the top of my head, a guy like Jay Crowder, Tory Craig, uh, just guys who are solid defenders uh, who can knock down some shots and who can come off the bench uh, for you on the regular. But when, you know, someone misses a couple games because of an ankle injury, they can step step in the starting lineup and you won't miss too much of me. I don't think you have to go out there for the, you know, the Mikael Bridges, or the you know the OG Ananobis of the world right. uh, at this point, unless you know you're just presented with a great opportunity, but uh, you don't have to go star hunting, you know, like we were seeing last year because of the emergence of Vince Williams. I think you can kind of just uh, solidify some some depth pieces right now because you need that depth because right now your depth is David Roddy and Jake Laravia. And um, I don't know if there's too many people out there that will trust that. Yeah, I hear you. I completely hear that. Now, Gigi Jackson, do you think they'll get this thing? Uh, uh, I mean, they're going to have to make a move before the end of the year to potentially get him on the active roster. Do you think they'll do that one? And and how sold are you on Gigi Jackson and the development uh, of him? Um, it, it feels like this happened quick. He's still only 19. He's not going to be 20 until next season. Um, how sold are you on, on what you've seen from Gigi Jackson? I mean, I, I – I really like what we're seeing from him, but uh, here I think you know this was a this is a year where his his development has kind of gotten fast track. And if I could use you know baseball here, uh, it's like one of those situations where you know you're, you're starting pitchers get hurt, and you got a guy in Double A, and now you got to bring him all the way up, you know, to the majors. And then when next season gets there, you start him back in Triple A, and you kind of uh, focus back in on the development of so said players. So with Gigi, for example, uh, to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't even expect him to be like in the rotation at the beginning of next season if the Grizzlies were to go, like I said, go get those uh, those wings, those veteran wings that could kind of add depth there and that can be filling starters. But I think uh, it's it's setting up for, when you talk about him adding on some weight, uh, get, getting more comfortable in the role that he's playing. Like right now, he's just out there hooping. Uh, yep. Next season, he's gonna he's gonna be much more confident. Uh, I mean, you look at the type of shots he's taking right now. These aren't the shots that made Gigi Jackson, 
you know, a, a number one overall recruit or a five-star uh, going to South Carolina. These these aren't the shots. It's more off-the-bounce stuff, and we're seeing flashes of that. But a lot of his stuff now is a lot of three-pointers, a lot of spot-up shots. And eventually, next season when he's, when he's on the floor more with, you know, the job, the Baines, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and those guys together, I think that's when his role will become more refined. Right now he's just out there playing. Yep. And uh, next season he'll have a more like of an idea of what this team needs from him. And then I think the year after that is when you see him being a double-digit type scorer. Yeah, now we'll we'll continue to sort of chew on this question as, as we get closer to their potential return. But Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart, they've been hurt for some time now. And, you know, the reevaluation period's coming up. They could be getting healthy uh, here relatively soon. What do you think that the Grizzlies are going to do with those guys as far as managing minutes with this being a lost season with potentially, um, I'm not saying full tank, but it feels like we're getting closer and closer to that. Like, how do you think they manage those guys' minutes when they return? Man, uh, well, starting with Des, if you you know Desmond Bang, he, he wants to play. Like this is this is the same guy in that playoff series against Golden State, whose back was killing him. But he he wasn't about to he wasn't about to miss those games. Right. Well, you know, granted, that's a different situation altogether, right? Yeah. That's playoffs yeah. versus and, completely and, seemingly meanest, meaningless games. And but and and same thing as the regular season last year when he had the toe thing. He right. Could have, he could have gotten surgery and addressed it in the regular season and, you know, missed a substantial amount of the, of the regular season games and probably been out for the rest of the regular season. But he decided to play through it to the point where he couldn't even wear the same shoes that he had worn up to that point in the season. He had to wear different shoes to kind of combat uh, for that toe injury. So uh, he wants to play, and I, I fully expect him uh, to be back. We'll see kind of what happens with Marcus Smart uh, because he's still wearing, the, you know, the splint on his hand right now, so he's still not able to do uh, certain things on that end, so we'll see what happens uh, with him and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now, looking around the rest of the NBA, I wanna I wanna laugh really quick. What have you thought of all the LeBron James nonsense? Throwing the Knicks towel over his shoulder sounds like Rich Paul and, and Leon Rose and everybody there have, have made amends. Um, obviously, I don't think LeBron's going to get traded. But what have you made of all that all that nonsense and all the smoke around LeBron James and a potential trade? <laughs> Uh, I mean, Rich Paul. Rich Paul just shows how much power. Every now and then, he flexes his power amongst right. the NBA. Like, like you, you saw Rich Paul just come out basically and was like, "LeBron's not getting traded." And like, Rich Rich Paul isn't a GM. He isn't, you know, in a, in a team's front office. He's LeBron's agent, but he has the power. I mean, LeBron James is is arguably, you know, one of the more not arguably, he is one of the most powerful people in the NBA right now. I mean, we've seen it over the, every season, you know, with every team that he plays, but we see the trades uh, that are made. I mean, I think back to that year, I mean, people probably re- barely remember that 2018 Cleveland team started the year with Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade. Yep. Uh, I think Isaiah Thomas played for them. Uh, a couple more guys, I think it was Jay Crowder, and all those guys got shipped out, like all of them, like before before you knew it and, and whatnot. So, um, the point is, yeah, it, it just it just kind of just shows you who 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 really has the power in the NBA. You know, you like you would think like in, in most leagues, it's you know it's the the commissioner or or it's the you know um, the teams. But no, nah, this is a this is a star driven league. And uh, agents like like you said, um, Rich Paul, like they run the show. 
Now he's got a player option going into this offseason that he could deny. Like how how do you how do you feel about him going into next year? Do you think he'll be in a Lakers uniform? <laughs> like do yeah. do you, do you think sure. you for think sure. without question? For sure, without question. I mean, his son his son is looking like he's probably going to be back at SC next season. Uh based on what we've seen so far and you know, he still has a while to go and I know he he's um kind of had to get readjusted since he had the heart problem earlier uh last year. So I think uh Bronny's situation is kind of directly tied to LeBron's, and um, if if he stays at SC, then I don't I don't see LeBron going anywhere. Now I I should feel excited about the Grizzlies going forward, and I and I you know I try to hold sure. out hope that I think they'll make the right moves going into this offseason with all these second round picks, and they'll uh you know find a big, and they'll you know help their 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 uh, depth on the wing like we've talked about earlier in this conversation. But when we look around the Western Conference, man, it's getting it's getting jumbled up at the top, isn't it? You still have the Nuggets around. The Timberwolves are great. The Thunder are are one of the the scariest teams going forward for the next what four to five years. The Clippers are playing at a ridiculous basketball right now. I think they're twenty six and five in their last thirty one. The Kings are continuing to be around. The Suns, like I, I, as much as I want to feel positive about the Grizzlies going forward in a championship contending window, there are a lot of championship caliber teams in the West, aren't there? Yeah, but guess what? You 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 either gonna um you you're gonna rise up to the occasion, or you're gonna say, you know what? Fine, for the next eight years, we can't we can't deal with these things. No, you gotta you gotta rise up because just like those teams are great in certain areas, like we just said, the Grizzlies, they, no none of them push the ball in transition like John Morant when he has the ball. Uh, Desmond Bain, three point shooting last three four seasons, he's at the top. Like so, you 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 got certain strengths that those teams don't have. And you got to continue to emphasize the development of Jaron Jackson Jr. as one of the best isolation scorers uh, in the league right now. And you've got something to build around. So at the end of the day, the West is so tight, hey, it's going to come down to luck of the draw. Like, we are at the trade deadline, and it's four teams tied for first place. I've never right. seen that before. Right. Like, and, sure the four, four I mentioned, Clippers, Thunder, Timberwolves, yep. Nuggets, all tied. Four teams tied for first place this late into the season? Like, that is wild. And, and and the craziest part is we expected this. Like, if you look at everyone's preseason predictions for the Western Conference, it was all over the place, from people having the Timberwolves at the top to not even being in the top ten or the Mavs near the top or not even being in the top ten. Like, it's it's so jumbled. It's so tight. But, yeah, you got to just rise to the occasion. You can't, you can't take a back seat to these things because Anthony Edwards and that group ain't going nowhere. The Thunder ain't going nowhere. Uh, the Suns can't go nowhere because they're kind of like they're tied to those dudes yep. for the next four years without any flexibility. So they're not going to go anywhere. Uh, the Clippers, they're a little bit older, but they the way good. things are going, like, it feels like they may re up. So there's that, and Kawhi already has, from what I understand. Yeah, in the new arena, so they're definitely yep. not trying to go anywhere. So I mean, you you just got to rise to the occasion, and the Grizzlies have the pieces. And the West is about to be so tight, it's going to come down to health at the end of the day. It's, it's not like that year. You remember when the Suns went to the, uh, the NBA Finals? And right. I think Kawhi went down. Uh, Anthony Davis went down in a series. Like, it's not like that. Like, if you if you lose a big player at any point, you, you can fall from the top all the way down to seven or eight. So health is going to be a big, big factor. And, uh, I mean, that can go in the Grizzlies' favor or it can kind of be like this season where it hasn't went in their favor. Yeah, now last thing, who do you like in the Western Conference the most to make it out? <laughs> With four teams I'm, I'm tied at first, I'm asking at a great time, I know. For sure. Uh, I, I think two teams 
stand out to me. And and it's one of them is one of those teams in the top four, another one is not in the top four. And it's it's the Clippers and the Suns. I think from a net rating perspective, they've been the best teams in the West since January first. The Clippers stand out in the same reason that the Suns stand out, but they stand out a level above the Suns on the defensive end. So Clippers offensively, I mean, James Harden is running the show. Uh, they they just finally have those roles figured out. You know, Paul George, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard has probably been the best player in the NBA over the last couple months. I mean, the last month, and no one's talking about it. Like he, 50, 50, 90 over the last 25 games is unreal. So uh, I mean, they they just they're on the roll. I I mean that I feel like the Suns are finding something. Uh, I still think they're like a tick below, but those teams stand out. Of course, you can't count out Denver. But but right. the one answer to me would be the Clippers. Uh, I mean they got they got everything you need right now. Zubac is back. Uh, they got a couple bigs who can rebound. They got all the switchable wings who can guard anybody on the floor. They got the playmaking point guard. They got everything you need. Yeah, and I need to raise my hand and say I was completely. I didn't need to eat a little crow on that. I was I was wrong about James Harden to the Clippers. I think there's a lot of people though that should raise yeah. their hand and say they were wrong about me it too. as well. Me too, and, and you know what? Because the way he's kind of just settled into the point guard role has made it so easy. Like he's perfectly fine with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard doing most of the scoring, and that's kind of what's that's kind of what's helped it out. You know, yeah. if if he was going to be Houston, Houston, uh, James Harden, it wasn't going to work. Yep. But his opening press conference he said he was a system. He's not a he's not a cog in the system. He was a system. That 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 made me uh that made me think differently about the trade at the time, but it's worked out and we'll see how it all ages as as the season wears along, even past the all star break. But to Michael, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining. We'll do it again soon. Most definitely, Gary. Appreciate you for having me. Yes, sir. He is DeMichael Cole, the Grizzlies beat reporter for the commercial appeal. He is on X at DeMichael. See Now, from NBA basketball to college basketball in the Blitz, we're going to have to talk about Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino has made an interesting suggestion on college basketball and NIL. He has proposed a salary cap. We'll talk about that next, 92.9 FM ESPN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.